Hey guys, welcome back to episode 82. Okay guys, so we're here with another guest. Um, as I said uh, about two episodes back, um, I have to think because again, I do these so far in advance, but yeah, about two episodes back, um, I was discussing about how my mental health has just kind of been beating me down because of fluctuating with my medication and not showing if I want to continue to do it. And, um, I don't know if I said in mm-hmm. the episode after, uh, that I went back on my medication just cause I couldn't take it anymore. And, and, you know, I just had a lot of bad thoughts and, um, you know, so I just been kind of just perusing the internet and just trying to find more people. And, you know, I, usually when you're kind of in a, like a shitstorm of depression and anxiety and all that, uh, you know, like it, when it rains, it pours, things continue to just kind of go that way. And when you're looking for some sort of happiness out of it, it's probably not going to happen. And so I was struggling to find guests mm-hmm. that would make me feel even more awkward about the podcast and all that and whatever, just nonsense uh-huh. I was going through. Um, and I posted in a disabled group and, uh, I found our next guest. Um, and you know, she's a person who's, you know, going through a lot herself mentally. And so, uh, obviously, why don't you tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself? Okay, great. Um, thanks for having me. Sorry, that's my service dog. <laughs> she won't be making too much noise. I think there's just somebody out there. Anyway, um, my name is Christine Fermo, um, and I am a I uh, am a person a person with disability, mental health disability, to be more specific, and um, I, yeah, I, um, I guess, I guess it all started when I was in, um, college. I kind of was starting to have anxiety, but it wasn't really as severe. Um, but, uh, I guess, um, around that time I started seeing a doctor who recommended that I see a psychiatrist. Because, you know, as you know, college is really anxiety-inducing. And it's... Puppers. It's, um, sorry? I can hear your dog. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I love animals. I don't care. Okay. It, um, I don't know if you could just edit it out, but... <laughs> um, yeah, let her get her side. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so I, um... You saw a psychiatrist. Uh, yeah, I started seeing a psychiatrist, but I it wasn't very severe. I I I had anxiety, and I just was on like like the lowest dose of a medication. But um, I didn't have I wasn't I didn't have a mental health disability per se, and um, but it progressively got worse over the years. But it kind of like it. Coco, stop! Sorry. Um, it's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. Okay. Um, but uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. 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 Um. So I. Uh, I didn't become disabled per se until a few years ago. 
I actually had a great job. I worked at the National Cancer Institute. Um, I got a degree from uh, NYU in mathematics. And my career was headed for great things. Um, my mentor was going to refer me or write a reference for me to, a, like, I wanted to go to Johns Hopkins for biostatistics. And he's going to recommend me. And, you know, that that was going to be my path. I was going to get a degree in math or a graduate degree in mathematics. But then um, my mom died. And that was kind of what triggered everything and completely changed my life. Um, she she died suddenly. Like it was a complete shock. Um, I didn't. We didn't expect it. I I I like I was going through a lot of uh, like I was going through a lot at the time. So I hadn't even seen her, and all of a sudden she was gone. I I couldn't speak to her anymore, and I had barely spoken to her that year, and it was it was really terrible. Like it was the worst experience I've ever had, of course. And, um, it kind of just triggered everything and my mental illness just went down from there. And, you know, um, I, I, I had to quit my job. I, well, I, I had to quit my job because I was going to the hospital all the time. I was in outpatient programs, inpatient programs. I was, um, you know, uh, I was having very severe social anxiety. Um, I uh, was uncomfortable um, in the workplace, um, mainly because, well, truly because my mom had died, but it caused a lot of other social anxiety issues as well. I wasn't quite as comfortable in a work atmosphere anymore. Um, I wasn't, I, I was losing my ability to do like essential basic things like, you know, I wouldn't be getting sleep or I would be sleeping too much. It would always be one or the other, or I, you know, I, my hygiene, I wasn't eating much. I wasn't, you know, the depression was just very severe too. I wasn't eating much. I was, um, uh, I, I was able to make it to my outpatient program, fortunately. And, um, that's kind of where I discovered art and music. I realized that I, you know, that those things were really therapeutic for me. I, I, I was doing art therapy in the um, outpatient program and I started like a lot of people were impressed with my work. And so I started doing more. Um, I, I painted some bigger pieces, uh, but mainly I got into music and that, that's where I felt that was, that uh, I was most passionate um, about music and I uh, started to compose my own stuff, compose my own lyrics and my own um, piano uh, chord progressions and and guitar, ukulele. Um, I just really used that as an outlet for what I was struggling with. But of course, I was still having general issues with other things like, you know, um, I, I found that I didn't have, that I really needed to be doing things that were more 
therapeutic than stress inducing. So I couldn't, I couldn't work anymore. And I, you know, I was really disappointed in, in myself. Like, why couldn't I do, why can't I work anymore? Like I, I was crying at my desk, like almost every other day. Um, <clears throat> I, I would literally, I just, I, I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. And one quick uh, question: Did you, did you like like when your mom died? Was she did was she like your like protector? Because it seems like when well, she went, like that's kind of when everything else kind of like the floodgates opened up to all of your, you know, mental health. She was kind of so. I had some, I had some issues, you know, um, getting along with my brother. I didn't always get along with him. And, um, I guess I got along great with my dad. Um, but she was kind of the, the person who held everyone together, you know, and she, she helped, she helped kind of bridge the gap between me and my brother. And it just became even harder to relate to my family when she died, um, and she'd always been the person that I looked up to my entire life. Everything, you know, everything she did, she was an accountant. So when I was in fifth grade, there was this like career program where we pretended to have jobs. And, you know, I, I applied for her job. I wanted to be an accountant. Now I just wanted to do everything she did. I, um, I'm, I went to NYU because she worked in New York. She used to work for the New York times and, um, I became like, I just became in love with New York. Whenever I would visit her in New York, I, um, I just really enjoyed my visits with her and it kind of made me want to go to school there and spend more time there and live there. Um, and that's how I ended up at NYU. Um, and that's why I applied there in the first place. Like my, my whole goal was to go to school in New York. Um, so, like, my whole life had kind of, I I set myself up to be like her. Like, I wanted to be like her. Fashion, you know, she was the one who got me into fashion. And now I'm doing modeling because of, um, because of her, really. Um, you know, we, we would go shopping together. And she was the one who encouraged it. That, oh, you know, um. Well, if, if you, if that makes you feel pretty, then go ahead. We'll buy it. We'll figure it out. And, you know, she was the one who always convinced my dad, like, oh, yeah, like it's a really good, it's a really good passion for her. And, you know, it, it, it's a great way to embrace your femininity. And it really, you know, um, I, it was even more of a difficult time, mainly because I, I guess I hadn't mentioned this, but we, I, she, lived in New York when I was growing up. So I was, I lived with my dad and my brother and she lived in New York. So I kind of always idolized her. And, and at the same time, I, I was, she was, she was so far from me and I felt such a distance from her. I, um, I, I feel like that affected you know, that affected me as a person. And, you know, I didn't really get to have that childhood with her. 
Um, and because of that, because I, you know, when she died, I was just so shocked because I already felt deprived of her in my childhood, you know, and then all of a sudden she's gone. I'm not saying that they made the wrong choice, that she shouldn't have worked in New York or whatever, because it, it actually led me to a very, uh, it led me to that series of decisions to, to go to New York, to go to school there. So in a way, it really shaped who I am. But, you know, it was it was kind of traumatic. To, I mean, I, traumatic, I guess, is the right word, that mm-hmm. I didn't get to, you know, I didn't really feel like I got enough time with her. You mm-hmm. know, um, I felt kind of cheated and um, by, you know, by the world, by God or by whatever, you know, that, oh, why, why, why me? Why, why? why would this happen to me when I already spent so much time away from her? I felt like I finally just got her back. And then, you know, cause she moved back home when I was in high school. So my first year of high school, she moved back home. So I got to spend four years with her, but that was it four years. And then I, and then I go off, you know, I, I went off to college um, in New York. Um, so I was away from her again. She, she had already moved back. So she's, we weren't together. So it it was just, I just, it really puzzled me. Like, and it really just shook my whole universe. Um, I, she like, she was everything that I wanted to be. And now, you know, now I have no one to really ask as a maternal figure or as a as a female figure in my life, like who, who do I go to when I want to just go shopping and show her a dress? Like you don't do that with your father or, you know, share your modeling pictures. Like my dad, you know, my dad likes them, but it's, it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like I always, you know, I always wanted to go, to do this for her because she was the one who introduced me to fashion. So it's just, it's just, been really hard ever since and um how did she die she died of mbs uh stuff. she died of um it's like i had i don't it's like a kind it's not leukemia but it's like a cancer related to like she had a very low count of white blood cells okay and that ended up just like she she ended up dying of it and um it it was also a form of cancer right it 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 was really hard to understand like i i didn't really understand how it worked but all of a sudden it was just all i knew was that all of a sudden she was gone by the time i got here i didn't even get to speak to her she was already gone and it was like i just you know i it's like the biggest regret of my life and I, I I'll never get over it. I don't think because I really didn't even get that moment to say goodbye. I didn't get to say anything to her. She was, she was gone and she had been the person that I looked up to my entire life. Yeah. So, um, um, one of the things I wanted to say was, so 
when you and I talked the other day, so we, her and I talked for about three hours and 15 minutes. I didn't really realize how long we were on the phone. <laughs> um, but yeah. when she was talking, we didn't get into every little thing. We talked just briefly about some stuff and then moved on. But I mean, obviously the main goal was just to talk about mental health and try to cheer her up and hopefully she was doing okay. Cause she said a lot of things that would scare a lot of people because, you know, she was talking about how not wanting to live and certain things, just not having many things to live for other than maybe her boyfriend or a dog and things like that. Um, but what was scary, you know, not just scare me, but just kind of reflecting back to me because it was me some years back. Um, and I felt like I had to stay on the phone. I felt like, and not like, you know, like it was my duty, but it was just, you know, I know what that was like, and it, it's sad. Now, again, we have we had different reasons for why we were depressed and and anxious and all that, but um, but still, a lot of what you were saying was very similar to my story. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it it's it's scary because, like I said, as we talked about the other day, you know, again, not enough people talk about this in in its full form. It's all just little pieces of it to make people go, Oh yeah, that's right. Mental health is a thing. Remember that? Like, Oh yeah, this guy's crazy or this person did. That. And then right. it's never the full force and no one really gets to hear the average person who's just sitting in their home crying or, or scared or whatever. Um, and with you, like what people don't know is like, look, she's, she's a really sweet girl. She's very beautiful. And on the outside, people will look at you and go, Oh, like there's nothing wrong with you. And that's the thing. Right. Like, you know, one of the things you're going to set you've said on here you know, you said that you're disabled. And again, I agree with you, but a lot of people are going to assume like, oh, she's not disabled because she doesn't have a physical thing. Well, the reality is, you know, not everything is one visible and not everything is, is actually physical. And if, mm-hmm. if anything, anyone's learned from on here, most people who have come on here have said that the mental stuff is more paralyzing than the physical uh, in, in, in most instances. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, as we started to talk, it was just like shit. Like, I mean, I always I wanted to be her friend, but I also, you know, of course, wanted to have her on and all that because she reached out to me. But I didn't want to. I don't know. Like, I felt like I had some sort of obligation to kind of keep you going because, like I said, I know what it's like to just feel like shit. The only thing we didn't really discuss a whole lot was the stuff with your mom. Um, huh? You told me you told me about her dying and all that, so I didn't know a whole lot about it. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, can you yeah, go? yeah. Okay. Can you like go? Caused every- yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good, sweetie. Uh, can you go a little more into like how your depression, like what you were telling me the other day, how it bothers you, just like on a daily basis? Well, my depression, I struggle with it mainly because it makes me sleep, or it makes me not sleep. It, it could do either, but it makes me sleep too much. Like I, I've missed countless doctor's appointments because I would oversleep. Actually, I, I, I'm like, I'm in need of a doctor right now. And it's going to be hard for me to figure that out because like, I don't know if you're familiar, but with mental health appointments, a lot of times they want you to like, they plan it like three months in advance or whatever. And that was what happened. I, I planned this, my doctor's appointment, like three months in advance. And guess what happened? I oversleep. And this is like the story of my life. Like, it's just constantly, I I can't, it seems like I can't get enough sleep. Like, I just want to sleep all day. I, I don't feel, you know, I don't feel like doing anything. It's hard for me to get myself to cook. Like, especially when my mom died, I was not cooking for myself. I was not eating. 
I, I couldn't, you know, um, and that's, and that's essentially why I ended up being, uh, classified as disabled was because I, my, my abilities were markedly limited in many things. I, sometimes I would have trouble walking. Like I would just have very severe fatigue where it would affect my ability to walk or like I would feel dizzy at times. I would have panic attacks, which are pretty bad. Those, that's the most severe thing that I experience. And when I have panic attacks, sometimes I can't move or talk. Like all of a sudden I just kind of feel like, I dissociate from myself. It's hard to, hard to explain, but... Um, yeah, it consumes I, you. It really does. I mean, I've had panic attacks where I literally just, like, nothing could talk me out of anything. I had to go to the hospital, it, and I had to be, you know, I've, I went to a few ambulances, and, yeah, that's shit that I never wanted, but, um, you know, and, and I got to the point where I was shaking and breathing so fast that like my whole body locked up or like my fingers and toes just completely just like wherever they were at, at that point in time, just locked right there. Couldn't move them. Exactly. Yeah. That's and and again, there's it. some more to that too. Like you needed that part of it was my potassium was a little low as well, but it, it was just cause I was breathing so heavy and that, and you know, you can really screw yourself up um, just by things that just, like I said, just breathing. I mean, that's the whole thing about meditating is just, you gotta, you know, kind of focus on your breathing and just kind of become one with yourself and all that. But if you just lose complete control and you're just in a panic, you're just going to breathe so fast. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, you know, like you said, what happened to you and, and me. Um, but yeah, a lot of people just think like, again, like I said, a lot of it just sounds like things you can just, you know, completely fix. It's like, okay, we'll just do this. We'll do that. Uh -huh. And yeah, it's true. There, there, there are easy methods out of some things, but this isn't, the mental part of it is so ridiculous because it plays games with you. It makes you feel, um, it always has like some kind of counteractant to whatever you're going to come up with. Cause your brain is always, it's like those like great chess players where they never lose. Like they can play nine people at the same time because they're that far ahead in the game. They're so smart and you never had a chance and it, it's your mind is constantly it knows that you're about to come up with something that's like, oh, but what about this? And it's like, well, boom, about that. And it's like, you know, checkmate. Like it, you, you every time you think you have some sort of out or something that can make you smile or get you out of this funk, it has something else ready for you around the corner that's just going to make you feel upside down. Um, and it's like, uh -huh. you, you know, like even just recently with me where I'm constantly just anxious and depressed about whatever it is uh like in this case we're just like i mentioned earlier about just finding guests <clears throat> i'll just go through uh, i'll go through like the countless times where i had that problem before and i go well you know it, it always comes back around and don't worry like some of these people especially some of the famous people that i reached out to you know it may take them a while to see my message and then my mind will just go like come on really how many of these people will never uh -huh. see your message? and like it'll give you logical reasons why this won't happen and some of it is factual and some of it isn't. And, and like I said, uh -huh. it, it, you just can't, it, you can't win. That's why you have to try to find ways to actually beat your mental health without just playing the mental game and just kind of outthink it because that ain't going to happen. Um, for the most case, I mean, there's people that I guess probably have, but, um, yeah. And that, and that, like I said, it, it's uh, to some people, and again, some people use their mental health as excuses. Some people uh, isn't that bad and they, they use it just to, to get out of stuff and all that. But 
but people like you and me and, and others, like it, it is way more of a problem than people understand. And, and you know, mm-hmm. and like it really is. And, and that's what's frustrating is like a lot of people will, um, will choose not to understand. And even if you ask them to understand what you're going through and you explain it in a very clear way and you like, some people just can't see it or don't, just don't want to see it. And, um, I've, you know, I've been through a lot of discrimination um, and that's kind of what made it worse with my disability is that all I want is to feel understood, you know, to feel like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, we care about you. We understand that your mom died and that that wasn't fair. And, you know, and um, we understand that, you know, you're going through a lot and that you don't handle stress very well. And that, we, you know, since you don't handle stress very well, let's try to make it as, you know, stress-free as possible. But I just feel like a lot of people don't really want to choose that route and, you know, will actively choose to make you stressed out for no reason, for no reason other than discrimination. And, you know, like because that's what it is it's ignorance of it's ignorance of what you're going through and of of your uh unique perspective as a disabled person or as a as a minority or whatever it's that it's that it's basically just blocking out that point of view and you know i've gotten a lot of that and that's kind of what caused me to feel even worse um because some people would be like, oh, you're too ugly to model or like, oh, mental health disability. That's not a real disability. That's that's not it's 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 a dishonor to those people who have who who have visual impairment like you or have um, who have to be in a wheelchair. It's not fair for you to call yourself disabled if you know, if you don't if you're not going through what they're going through. Right. But has anyone ever asked me what I'm going through? No. Yeah, like, but, yeah. But even when you look at it, like when you when you see something that's broken on somebody, like okay, their legs are broken, they're in a wheelchair. Well, in this case, your mind's broken. Like it, it's right. Exactly. It's that's something. exactly what it is. Yeah. And again, like I said, it it does. I get it. Like it sounds stupid. It sounds like an excuse. It sounds like a lot of things when you like even it, sometimes it's embarrassing to even talk about it fully because. You, you know, because it, it does sound ridiculous. And even my mind sometimes tries to make me think it's ridiculous. Like, it's like, oh, come on. Like, you know, you, you're, you know, yeah, you're terrible. You're just, you're just stupid or you're whatever, ugly or whatever. But you're, you know, it's not a disability. It's not, not dude, it is. And again, I have another, I actually, I have a physical disability. And I'm telling you, like, my eyes don't affect me on the same level that my mental disability does. Because my eyes aren't the ones right. that tell me I, my, I'm shit because of my eyes are broken. You know, my eyes may have started some of this, exactly. but my mind is where it but followed it and what took over. And, um, you know, and some of my worst days were some of my worst eye days as well. But then, and then there were so many days where I was just like, man, if I could just have a good eye day, I would be happy. And then guess what? I had a, now a good eye day for me, not for the average person, but for a good eye day for me, I've been having a lot of good eye days the last past year. 
Am I much happier than I was? I mean, then, then yes. But am I like just smiling every day? Hell no. So it's a false prophecy. Like it's not, you think that shit, you know, but your mind will always find something to throw a monkey wrench into it and just say, nah, nah, this is why you can't stay happy. Um, And so, you know, anybody, and again, when I first heard the whole idea of mental health being a disability, yeah, I kind of pushed back a little bit too. Just a little bit, because I understand what some of the physical, you know, people that have gone through so much shit with paralyzation and, and just whatever. You see people who are autistic and all that. I, I get it. There's people that really go through a lot of hell, and it's hard to really put yourself in someone's shoes. But there is a lot of people that do speak up for mental health, and they get just written off as crazy because they have mental health. Like, crazy. It's just the easy way to just, like, diffuse right. them and say, oh, well, they're crazy. It's like, you That's can... Happened in- yeah. recently actually like I I set a boundary with someone I told him to, you know I told him that he was making me uncomfortable which is enough reason right for if if you tell if you're a woman and somebody's making you uncomfortable you just like that happens all the time to people who aren't disabled right but he started like spreading rumors about my disability disability and saying that you know that's the reason that you know, I was uncomfortable and that, you know, I didn't, you know, that I was just making it up and that, um, you know, whatever, that I shouldn't be uncomfortable. And he used it as a crutch to be like, no, she's, she's just crazy. And that's not fair because, you know, this happens to women all the time. Um, like women, you know, if, if a guy is staring at you in a way that's strange, and or just makes you uncomfortable, you can tell him and he should stop. Then that just and because he chooses not to stop staring, like he actively wanted to keep staring at me. <laughs> right. and, but then he's using my mental health disability as a reason to be like, no, that as an excuse for him to continue staring at me. Like, that's where I'm like, I just don't get it. And that's the thing too. Like people think that mental health is like, Oh, if you have a, if you have a mental health disability, then you must be certain diagnoses. Like you must be bipolar or you must be, um, you must be, um, like the kind of person who would shoot up a school or, you know, whatever, but no, there's all kinds of people who struggle with just things like depression and anxiety, um, you know, and, and those are very serious things. It can literally cripple you. It can, you can have a panic attack. I used to have panic attacks all the time and I still do. I, I mean, like it happens to me at least once a month and it's not very enjoyable. And, and sometimes it's like, because of the way people are treating me and then I'll have a panic attack and then they'll try to like pretend, you know, then they'll, they'll, they'll try to blame my mental illness and then I'll, it'll just get worse and worse. And like, it just, it really puzzles me like why people try so hard not to understand. Well, one of the, one, one thing that we talked about yesterday or the other day was that, and maybe I, I didn't go as into it as much is that one of the things that happens to us when we're just deep into this horrible shit we call mental health is um, we 
it, it basically breaks down all our guards. It, it breaks down our wall and to the point where we're so sensitive and we're so susceptible to any criticism. And when the criticism ha- hits us, it hits us harder than it should. Um, so it's like if somebody... Well, were, someone, it, go ahead. It hard, yeah, it hits us harder than it would for other people. Right, but I yeah. mean, even even, but I mean, like for instance, like for me now, if someone were to make fun of my eyes, it doesn't really affect me that much anymore. But mm-hmm. if, if they were in that point in time where I was, you know, as we talked about off mic about how, uh, you know, I was told you I was doing all these exercises, trying to like meet people or just say hello, just to kind of work on my social anxiety. And I always, you know, I've talked about on here too is, you know you never know when someone could be just hanging by a thread. And if you have a good interaction with them or a bad interaction, that might be life threatening and that might, that may either end their life or might make their life better. And they may go on another week or month. And, you know, but it, and so right. at, at that point in time, if you were to, when I was in that day, those times where I was so sad and so angry, you could have triggered me and you could have said something, you know, hey, ugly. And even though that would literally bounce off me right now, like I don't give a flying shit. <laughs> but if that would have happened back then, that might have killed me. I'm not saying it would have. I don't know. But it would affect me right. so much more. So like I said, you're, you're the floodgates, like with your mom, like it just came through. Like everything that was guarded and everything that was protected is there. It's like a computer without any antivirus software. Like now you're so right. open and, you know, yes, are these people ignorant? Are these people discriminating against you? And sure, sure. But should they ever affect your daily, you know, routine and, and what you do in life? No. But it's hard to see anything. It's like being in a, um, it's like being in a building on fire, a house on fire, and everything is caving in around you. And you're looking for an exit out. You just can't find it. Because it's hard to see past any of this dark shit. Like the fire, the smoke, it's all right there. Like there's nothing in you. Like you don't see that there's any opening that you can get out because uh, everything around you is just, and, and just mentally, is falling apart. Now maybe your life is falling apart for, for some people. Maybe they're losing their house and God knows whatever else. But it just in this case, mm-hmm. mentally, everything is falling apart and it's hard to just get anything back. And you're looking for every reason to go on and you're, you're looking for every reason to give up and you're kind of going back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, one of these dumb people come along and just go, oh, you're, you're not mentally, you're not, you're, you're not disabled. You're, you know, you're just an idiot or whatever. And then it breaks you. Um, yeah. You, they, they, and, uh, yeah. One time, like I was, um, just trying to bring my service dog to a place and then I kind of just uh, complained about it on social media and somebody goes, and I and I, like complained about it, and also put in with a frame of reference that I I do have a disability, and that I was just kind of asking for an accommodation, right? And um, but the way that he reacted was so like the the owner of the facility, just the way he acted towards me was so rude and like so unwelcoming, and that was what got me even more. And I posted that online that, oh, kind of like I left a bad review. And then people were like, oh, you're just being a crybaby and a drama queen. But what about everyone else who leaves bad reviews on everything? So they're, you know, does, I'm just doing what normal people do. People leave bad reviews. So now all of a sudden I'm a crybaby and a drama queen and you're making fun of my mental illness. And, you know, I'm, I'm 
it's already hard to be so open about it. But, you know, people make it even harder. It's like they just want to, uh, and I, I know it's not really, like, it shouldn't be a big deal, right? But it, what bothers me more is that why why are people like this? <laughs> that's where I'm just like, it, that's where I just, I get so confused. It's like, why why do people behave this way? I thought everyone was like compassionate and caring and, or at least would try to be compassionate and caring towards people who are struggling with something, you know? And, and that's all I ever really want about my disability. It's like, yeah, sometimes I am hard, having a harder time. Sometimes maybe I am suicidal. Sometimes maybe I am, you know, feeling like, you know, uh, feeling like shit about myself. Is that is is that really going to help? Are you going to is what you're saying going to snap me out of my illness? Right. What benefit does that like what benefit does that serve? It's just yeah, I but you can't, you can't lean to the internet to save you because it's not going to happen. I'm telling you. I get criticism from time to time for stupid shit. Like, I did a podcast about the year in review, and I did one thing about politics in there, and I got called a conservative. And I don't even vote. I, I don't You're give really? a shit. So it, do, it doesn't really yeah. – it doesn't matter. And people say horrible shit about some – like, the only time I get mad is when if, if it's something about the guest and there was some guy kind of trolling, and I, I just kind of went at him. But – the end of the day, you gotta let. You can't. Yeah, what if you're gonna if you're gonna do that stuff, you're leaving yourself open. You're gonna you know write reviews or comments and all that. Don't read it. It's no. It's no point. Like I know it's nice to have good conversation, and I'm sure you meant well, but stuff like that, you have to like, especially for you. Like I know you're looking for something, just anything to kind of hold on to it and make you happy, but you got to stay away from that kind of shit because it's just it, it's flooded with negativity and anger and and just. It's just gonna it bring it. It's basically bringing you down with with you uh, with them, um, and right. and you, you, like I said, to get better. Like one of the things that you know, whatever you feel about Christine listening to this, like she, you know, she's really in it. She's going through it, but she's in one of the best stages where she's admitting that she has a problem and. You know, she's trying to deal with it by talking to people because the first if you, you know, most people don't come out and want to talk about this shit, you know, whether they, you know, there's a lot of people that end their lives and then there's a lot of people that just try to hide it. There's a lot of, you know, there's so many ways of going about it, but the people that come out, you know, that's kind of their, their therapy, like whether it's to a therapist, whether it's to a friend or family or a lover or whatever, but you're you're trying to do it, you know. You said you did another podcast before mine, and and you know you were talking about a documentary at mm-hmm. some point down the road. Like, you're trying and you're looking for reasons to live. Like, you know, you and I talked off mic about you know okay. you didn't feel like you had many things to live, but I think psychologically there's little things in there that you're trying to find ways to live because otherwise, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Like, there's no reason to do this show. What's the point? Unless you want something yeah. to come of it. Um, and like well, I, said, I do, I do. I, 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 in the end, you know, it's something that fluctuates and, and that's how it is with depression. Some days, okay, I feel motivated and I feel like, yes, you know, I can be a great voice for people with mental illness and like, you know, and I want to make them feel pretty too. Like, you know what, like, uh, I can have a mental illness and still take beautiful pictures and you know, um, and still make music and still be talented and still, you know, hopefully be respected for my talent. 
and beauty. And, you know, um, but it's, it's some days it's like, well, and then, and that's the thing when somebody says something mean, that's when it starts going down. It's like, uh, you start, it's, it's, that's how it is for me anyway, because it creates a lot of anxiety around what they said. And, and it becomes like, almost like, it becomes a form of PTSD where you kind of start ruminating about it. And you're just like, why did they say that to me? Why, why do people say these things? People are evil and this is never going to stop happening. And I'm just never going to get out of this cycle of trying to put myself out there and having people make fun of me. Yeah. And that's just that wheelhouse that you get into. And it's like, it's the mind games. Yeah. It's the mind games of, like I said, like you, it's all these bad interactions. It's 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 basically fulfilling everything that your mind has been trying to teach you. Like it's basically your mind is just saying, "Look, people suck. They're they're worthless. Like why even try to make friends? Why even try to have any progress in life? Life is just you know they're just gonna treat you like shit. They don't care about you. And then something happens, and your mind goes, "See, I told you you should listen to me after all." And the reality is, you shouldn't have. Um, and again, doesn't mean some people suck because they do. Um, but there are a lot of good people out there. It's just, you know, again, there's a lot of people going through shit that they just can't, they don't have time for your shit. Just like you don't have time for theirs. And like I said, it's, that's, that's the mind game. Like you can't, you have to try to get around. And again, like, I'm, I don't have an answer for you in that way. I, I try some of the things I've done. Yeah, how I try, do you deal with stuff like that? Like, how do you deal with people who say things like that? I guess you just, do you just like, is it really that easy for you to just like forget about it? No, well, see, okay, for me, it there's certain people, like nowadays, I've gotten to a point where most people can't affect me because people who I love can hurt me. There's things my grandma has said, just, you know, I don't think she's very compassionate about and, and, and supportive with the podcast. She just thinks it's some hobby that I'm not, uh, she don't realize I really care about this and it's something I'm trying to make some change. Or she just thinks no, I'm it's just, great, great what you're doing. Right. And that yeah. hurts my feelings like to its core. I hate it. Like I hate that she won't support right. me in the way she does. I mean, she, not that she doesn't listen to some episodes and stuff, but I want her to support me way more because I love her and I'll support her in anything she does, even if I don't agree with it. Um, but anyway, right. but the average person, yeah, like little things will hurt. But it's, it, it, I just, I can get over it faster. Like I, I just, cause I've gotten to a point where I like, I, I don't have much trust for people anyway. And look, there's great people out there and I've met a lot of them through this podcast and just over my journeys in life, I've met a lot of great people and, and, and it's very proven that there's plenty of good people out there. It's just, I don't have a tolerance for people. Like we're, we're in this world now with all this, you know, people want you either wearing a mask or you're not, and then you're clashing with each other. And I don't wear a mask, and I can't yeah. get vaccinated because I'm allergic to all the shit. At the end of the day, like I don't care what people think about it. Like if they don't like it, fuck it. I don't. I just don't care. Um, and there's bickery nonsense. And I'm also on the clock, so I'm working, so I have to like save my job because I want to like cave someone's head in half the time because some of these people are so ignorant because you're carrying all this heavy shit in, and they'll leave, they'll slam yeah. the door in your face and all that. Yeah, it, look, stuff bugs me. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm. I'm not opposed to getting angry. I'm not opposed to being sad. It's just, I also, my medication holds things back enough. And again, I don't know if you're on the right medication or on the right dosage either. That's something we talked about, but I, it's just, I'm trying to get thicker skin and and I've been, I've had a physical disability my, just about my whole life, four years, 
I didn't have it. So I've gotten used to people just treating me differently. I got people, you know, when I, my eyes were at its worst with the sensitivity to light, I had people just like, because I had my hat all the way over my eyes. I had just random people grabbing my hat, pulling off my head. You know, I was bullied. And, Seriously? Yeah, I had what? a lot of horrible things like that happening Seriously. to me. So I already had a distrust for people. I already had a disdain for the world. And so I was kind of used to all that. So I kind of built up resentment and, and anger and all that. But once therapy kicked in and, and just, you know, like I said, I did get to meet good people. And once I finally kind of came out of my shell more and I get to meet people like you, and it makes me realize like I have a purpose to help, you know, you or whoever, and I'd help you whether we ever did this podcast or not. Um, but, you know, stuff like this matters. And it, I can't always just be angry because I can't be a disability advocate and just be angry at the world because the reality of it is, um, you know, who am I going to be angry at? Because people with disabilities suck too because they're not all of them but you know they're not supportive we don't want to help each other and they're part of the reason why we're getting we're tripping over ourselves because we don't want to yeah. help each other but then on the same am i supposed to be mad at the you know able bodies well there's a lot of good good able bodies able bodied people what saved my life so it's not you can't just take a direction at one group of people there's plenty of great people and shitty people in every community and I can't be an advocate mm -hmm. for the homeless community and, and all these different things if I'm angry all the time or whatever. I just like to show my true emotion. I don't want to always just show that I'm happy because that's a false narrative. Um, and, and, you know, with you, like I said, you you know, you struggle with a lot of shit. And, and you just you, what you have to try to do is just and again, it's easier said than done. I understand. That's why I'm not a coming at you like, you know, you need to do this right now. Uh, it's a slow burn, and I know that's, you know, patience is not our thing. But you have to you have to try to get thicker skin. You have to just, you know, lean on the people that, like your boyfriend and, your, you know, if it's your dog, your dad, and all the people that give a shit about you and just kind of stay within that bubble and just whatever, you know, bounces off of you, you know, like you and your boyfriend can just live in your own little bubble and just make out in the world and who gives a shit who's around you like people just like butterflies are around and the world just doesn't <laughs> matter because you you, got, you have to you got to find some sort of salvation and just protect yourself because if you don't like it's just going to get worse from here like it's going to continue like i said the, the fire in the house like yeah. it's going to continue to crumble around you right and and that's the thing too like even when i you know even when i go through this stuff people get mad that I brought it up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, now you're just bringing negative vibes in here. It's like, uh, well, where am I supposed to bring these things? Like, how am I supposed to sort it out for myself if I can't talk about it with my friends? Like, sorry, but the world is not a positive place. It's not always anyway. Right. So you really, like, sometimes people have to, like, you know, and that's, that's the other thing that bothers me. It's like, well, if you can't receive this positively or in a way that is, you know, constructive, then, you know, you're, I'm sorry, you're not a real friend. <laughs> well, I, I, I can see yeah. their point. Again, I don't know all the context. I don't know the whole thing, but... I can look mental health is a, is a real buzzkill. I'm not going to lie. Like I like talking about it because it's important. It saves people's lives if you, when you do, but it is a buzzkill. If you go into a room and just like, Hey, you know, what are you drinking? I, I'm just sad. Like it, it, look, I've been a buzzkill at many places. I, 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 I'm well aware of that, but you know, again, it, it just like, it depends on what your friends are. And, but you can't for other people. You can't live 
you know, you if, if that's what you're feeling at that time, they should accept you. They should. They should just be like, oh, you're my friend and you're going through something. All right. I'm hearing you out. You know, and that's that's a real friend. Right. That's what real. No, I understand. You, you got to look at it from their point of view, too. Is they might want to just be trying to have fun. And if you went over there just to bring them down, like. Well, like, no, I don't do that no i, I don't know. No. i'm just saying like that's yeah you gotta you gotta kind of put your again i i could see your point of view and i've been there so i i understand that but you also got to look at it from them like if they're having a little party or having a little get together and everybody's having fun and you're just like hey this might have oh, been I don't do okay well i'm just I, saying I, I, yeah i don't do that okay. I, I i what i'm saying is like when you're venting to someone like if you're just messaging someone about what you're going through is that like that's not ruining a party. You know what I mean? So you're just privately messaging someone and then all of a sudden they don't want to hear anything you have to say. <clears throat> right. That's yeah. rude. <laughs> well, you got to find more like-minded people too. Like you got to start looking out in some of these groups and stuff. Like I was telling you, like some of these Facebook groups, a lot of mental health stuff. Um, you gotta, like, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, well, they have to be open to listening to it at some point. If, if, if you can't privately message someone, and talk about what you're going through, then what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you're suicidal? Are you, are you, are you just going to talk to someone and then they're going to be like, oh, you're bringing me negative vibes, goodbye, you know? Well, there <laughs> might not just be good friends to have or just friends for that. Like, there's you, you need to have, like, a toolbox of people in your life. You need people for certain times, people that you can have fun with, people that you can cry to, you know, people, whatever. People you can just vent to. Like, you, you need to have specific people for certain things. And, again, those are probably the more, you know, the people that you love the most, the ones you can really cry. I mean, look, you have your boyfriend, right? I'm sure you can talk to him about anything. You live with him and, and yeah. you see him every day. So he's the type of friend, um, you know, boyfriend. He's the friend that you can, he's the most they can go to. And, and like I said, I'm sure even, I'm, I'm sure even at some times where he's probably just like, man, like, all right, can we just be happy? Because it is a buzzkill. Like I said, I've been a buzzkill. I, I know what it's like. And But it's also, you need someone who cares. And it, it's hard when you're at your worst to make people understand and just realize, like, you need the help. Um, but, like, when I'm going through my shit, even recently, like, I, I it's frustrating. Like, I didn't get any calls or texts, anybody checking on me. And, again, not many people usually do anyway. But it's like when you feel like you need it. And, again, I could have reached out to people. And I put out a little message on Facebook and stuff. But it didn't seem like anyone cared. And look, it's disheartening. Yeah. And, that, and that's where the mind feeds you and says, like, see, you don't care. And it doesn't mean people don't care about me because I know if I called any of these people, they would be there for me. But it's like it, there's a point, hmm. there's a part of me that just wanted someone to just check on me and make sure I'm okay. And, you know, but again, like I said, I also don't want to bring other people's lives down either. Like just because like I see some of my friends and they're happy and they're doing shit with their families. And I also don't want to be a fucking burden to them. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to bring them down again. Sometimes I have to come out of my shell and I just have to do it because that's what they signed up for when they became my friend. But there's a lot of times you, you got to kind of, that's, yeah, go ahead. I think sometimes you just, I, I don't know. I, for me, I'm realizing like there's more freedom in just being who you are. And then whoever doesn't like that, you know, then goodbye <laughs> you know what i mean and that's kind of that's what i've just decided and no, i respect it, that it, yeah it's something that like you know if you can't accept me like in any situation then i don't really want to be friends even just fake you know 
shallow friends with you. You know, I don't really want shallow friendships anyway. It's not really very helpful to me unless it's like, you know, I, I actually, it's just not helpful <laughs> to be honest. It's not helpful to have friends like that. Right. But it's hard. To, it's hard to build friendships too. When you're at your low, like it, it, it yeah. just is like people aren't going to. Oh, I, I already have my solid group. Like my best friend um, lives in Maryland and it's a couple and they've been friends with me for many, many years. Like, and they, they don't care what I have to say. They know what I've been going through. They're, you know, they'll listen to anything and, and they accept me the way I am. And they're the best friends that I could have ever asked for. And they're the people I trust. And, you know, obviously my boyfriend as well, but, you know, other than, you know, sometimes maybe, you know, like maybe sometimes you're having issues in your relationship and you need someone to talk to. They're, they're those people, you know what I mean? And, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's just really important to have people like that, that you can just, that are really there for you. And, and I think a lot of times too, like people just don't understand and that's why I'm doing this podcast is because I want I I hope that somehow people will start to understand you know yeah well like you were saying like with, with your friends and like go back to the burning house like if you have all these friends these people but your boyfriend the people who support you like you have these beams that are holding the house still up for you like they're still there to support you and look it it when you're at your all-time low and, and things are just going bad, this is a lot of times where a lot of people lose friends and they lose lovers and they lose whoever because people don't want to deal with this shit. Um, right. I partially understand. I do. I partially understand why some people would like to go because it's like, look, I'm enjoying my life. How the hell do I want to be around someone who's not enjoying theirs? But that's not mm-hmm. a good friend. That's not a good person. It's just, there's just, you know, loyalty is something you cannot buy. So you either have it or you don't. And, you know, that's something that most people don't have. Most people just don't have the ability to show loyalty, or at least not to, you know, anybody who's just the average person who's just good to them, maybe to someone they care about or whatever, their mother or whatever. But, um, you know, and, that, and that's why it's just, like I said, it's so important to have these conversations because, look, you know, how many, you said, you talk you thought about being suicidal i'm sure you think about it more than even recently like i think about it i think about it every so often because it is the easy way out i don't want to fucking do this anymore i'm tired of all this mental game crap i'm tired of being 32 and just battling some of the same demons i battled when i was 18 like it's petty yeah. nonsense i don't want to do this shit but i have a responsibility to keep going for a lot of people and, and i am you know i'm exhausted like Part of the reason why, you know, mm-hmm. and I talked to you about, you know, doing some blood work and seeing what maybe if there's something off with you as far as your sleeping habits and all that, because that was part of my problem. But in mm-hmm. the depression itself, it fatigues you. It constantly makes you tired. It just does. And I'm a person who works and I don't even know how I work half the time because and I'm a good worker, but I don't like there's like when I'm home, all I want to do is sleep, even even if I don't. Because I'm just tired. Because I it, it also quiets the noise in the back of my head. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like every... Like, there's no matter what I do, um, you know, like with with the podcast, no matter how much, how much I've overcome with it or how much I've done in my life, I always find some reason to come back and just kind of try to rewrite it 
and put like an asterisk next to what I've done. And, mm-hmm. and it's, 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 it's horrible. It sucks. It's so sad. And, and excuse me. And, and you can't just like, it's, it, it's just sounds like things you just say, go away. It's just a dumb thought. Who cares? It's like, yes, but when it consumes you, it's this, especially when I was off my medication that like the, it's just this, like you get this like tingle. I do anyway, I get this like tingly feeling. And then it, it, it it's just this negative thought pops in your head. And sometimes you can kind of like pop the bubble and it goes away. And then it, and all of a sudden that tingle feeling comes back and there it is again. And it's just, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Like I've said before, it's like a shock collar. Like it's just like every time you like, you feel some sort of reprieval and you're just like, ah, shit. And it's just there and it just nags at you. And, and for me, and, and it's just constant and constant. It, it's, it's things, like I said, you don't address it. And, and that's why, like I said, you have to continue to build that foundation around you. Cause if you, if you don't, continue to not only work on yourself but work on um just getting a good circle around you have people who support you you can you know it's so important it really is like having a good support system it can make or break you to be honest and you know i i do i can at least appreciate that that i do have what i need in terms of that and um but you know the the depression it's that's the thing. Like you said, your mind is broken. So, eh, and, and it, it can be triggered at any point. So some, something bad happens, something stressful happens, you know, the depression can just start sneaking in back, sneaking back in. And yeah, like that mental toughness, it's something that takes a lot of time to build, you know, and, um, it's, it's, and it, it really is something you have to do, uh, to, to survive but it's also you know when you think about it it's not something that most people have to do you know what i mean so it's like yeah. it's 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 really hard to it's harder than you would think and you know people i i mean which isn't to say that people don't you know like non-disabled people don't experience like being bullied or whatever of course they do too but um being bullied for something that you can't even control is, is what, is what bothers me. And, you know, and that's why I get so worked up over it. Yeah. And a lot lot of times our minds also manifest things that make things a lot worse. Somebody may, mm -hmm. somebody may just say like, sit down, you dumb girl. And they don't even mean like that you're even dumb. It's just like, it's just some figure of speech and whatever. And, but what your mind resonates with is like, Oh, see, told you you're stupid they think you're stupid like that's how crazy your mind yeah. can get now i know you don't really necessarily hear now some people do but those are schizophrenic but just like the average person that goes through this type of stuff like yeah it's just something that just kind of just goes aha i am an idiot um and mm-hmm. you know it, look it's 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 fucking silly it, it, it's it's ridiculous on every level but it's something mm-hmm. you cannot control most cases. And it, like I said, you're constantly in battle mode. You're constantly like part of the reason why with me, I'm so exhausted half the time is because I am, yeah. I am, you know, the hamster wheel. Like I'm just constantly, my, my exercise is not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. I'm constantly just a, someone goes to attack me. It's like, if you ever watch wrestling and, you know, you're watching like battle royals and there's guys just jump up on the ropes and you go to hit the one guy. You're like, I knocked him down. And then 
Oh, look, somebody's on the other ropes over there. Oh, now there's someone on. And you just continue, like, or whack-a-mole. Or like, we're just saying, here comes another one. Boop. And they just keep coming, and you just keep fighting them off. But it doesn't stop. It just, and you're just tired. Um, and, yeah. that, and that's why a lot that's of people. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people tend to get you in your worst moments at these times. Because now you're, you're especially when you're kind of dying down. And, you know, I, I, t- I talked about a moment where me and my, Mom were out at a grocery store and her a friend of hers, I don't know if he was he worked with her or what, but he came up to him and she was like, oh, hey, uh, here's my son. And, and I wanted to just say, hey, man, what's going on? I'm TJ, blah, blah, blah. And he put his hand out to shake my hand and I'm fighting all these mental wars. I stuck my hand out like very sheepishly and I was just like, hey, man, how you doing? And I was just like, he had to think I was a complete douchebag. Like a complete, no. no, I'm sure. And if he did, that's fine because I was like, <laughs> I gave him nothing. I gave him the worst handshake of his life. And I literally just was just so monotone and low in tone. Like I didn't give him anything. Like I gave him the energy of like, I didn't want to meet, shake his hand. I was kind of forced to shake his hand, which I wasn't, but I gave him mm-hmm. again. I Maybe, he, maybe he picked up on whatever, but. Again, it's hard, like, you know, I just gave him nothing. And, like, and it's, like, he got me at my worst. Like, I was not prepared to shake anyone's hand. I just wanted to go to the grocery store, grab some groceries, go home, and maybe cry into a pillow or just lay there and be anxious and or find something to distract me, like a video game or, or something like that. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it, it's, like I said, you get stuck in these moments where your just mind is just beating on you like a drum and the only thing you can do is put your hands up because what are you going to do? Like in, in, or sometimes you just put your hands down and just say, just go ahead, fuck me up because I don't, I don't have anything left to fight. And that's when you get to the point where you say, I don't know if I want to like what I have to live for because you, you forget about all this shit. You forget about that. Your dog's laying right next to you. You forget about the boyfriend that comes home every day, works and, you know, doesn't care about the times you don't shower or whatever. Like he still loves you for who you are. You forget about that shit. Cause you're so stuck in just getting your ass kicked every fucking second of the day yeah. that it's like, it's hard to see the sunshine. Yeah, it really is. And I, I, you know, it's, it really is. That's what it is. And it's, it's not a battle that anybody's ready for. You know, um, nobody's really equipped for this. And, you know, if, if they're really like, I, I don't know, um, maybe, maybe there is a better medication that I could be on or something like that as a solution to this, but it, 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 it's, it's, it, I mean, it's a relatively new field too. So that's the problem. Like, there aren't that many choices. There are a lot of choices, but you know, not all of them, like not all of them are always helpful. A lot of people, I, I think that's what I have. I have treatment, um, treatment, uh, what, uh, what, it, what do you call it? Um, uh, it's where it doesn't respond well to treatment. I have a depression kind of depression that doesn't really respond well to treatment. And so my medication, like, you know, my body gets tolerant towards it after a while. And then, you know, what do I do then? Uh, you know, yeah, like anybody could say, 
hey, you're ugly. And all of a sudden, I could be literally having a panic attack or, um, you know, in tears for weeks or something like that. And and people don't, that's, that's what they, that's the thing that bothers me most is like, they don't practice that delicacy um, or even understand that they need to. Right. And it's just like, oh, yeah. And then, and then that mental battle again, like you said, like, oh, well, if that person says I'm ugly, then I must be ugly or, 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 or it'll go the other way. Like, how could people be so terrible? Why is the world created this way where people are terrible enough to tell me that I'm ugly and then I'm constantly have to deal with people like this, you know? Right. And that's, that's the, that's the other side of it that's really hard to fight too. It's like, well, you know, where are the good people? Okay, right. I do have, you know, I have my boyfriend. I have my dog. I have my my best friends in Maryland. And um, and I just need to focus on that. But that's 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 where my head goes a lot of times when, when I meet these people who say these things. It's like, oh, I got these you. people suck. Nobody's ever going to understand my illness. And I should just give up. Right. Um, I don't want to beat this into a drum because there's something else you wanted me to talk about and I will jump into it before, before we talk about, um, social security and disability and all that. Um, all right. Yeah. I want to just like, like I said, please continue to try to fight on, you know, just for me, please, you know, for, not for me, but for, for yourself and for everyone else, like, you know, try to find, see what other medications are out there, even if you have to test them out. And, but like I said, do some blood work. I don't know. Try to exercise, do things that actually will benefit you. Like, you know, like you, you have things to live for and, and you, uh, like I said, you're, you're an awesome girl, but you just, you gotta, you gotta get out. Of, like I've told you before, you gotta get out of that house. Like not just to walk your dog. You gotta go do, you just yeah. gotta get out of there because look, I'm, I'm trying to get more out of my apartment too, because that's where basically my demons lie and, and that's where they feed off of on me. So, um, but anyways, right. so one of the things you wanted to talk about was social security and disability and all that, which is something I've talked about a lot because it is ridiculous. Uh, and mm-hmm. you don't know much it about is. it unless you're disabled because, uh, a lot of people just think it's our, you know, it's our you know, it's the, it's, you know, the, the Holy grail, like, Oh, you guys get money every month just to, you know, just for your own benefit. Cause you're, you're fucked up, but it's like, yes. Um, it, it's cool, but it's not that much. Oh, it's terrible. So yeah. Like what happened was I, I had only been in the workforce for like three years or four years. And, um, because I hadn't built enough, built enough work credits, I don't receive SSDI. Right. So SSDI is, um, what's it called again? Um, social security disability, social security disability insurance. Mm. And, um, the only one that I get is SSI, which is, um, the supplemental security insurances. I think that's what it stands for. Um, but, um, SSI is only, they have a cap, they have a, they have a maximum for that, which is at 770 a month. So think about that when it comes to your, like your, your monthly expenses. Think about living here in Florida, the rent runs around 1200 for a one bedroom. Um, so it's 1200. So if I, if, Luckily, I, I have a boyfriend who we split the rent. 
But if I didn't have a boyfriend splitting the rent with me, I would be, I wouldn't, I would be homeless. And actually this happened to me before is that, um, I was in a relationship when I was living in Maryland and it, it didn't work out. But once we broke up, I became homeless. So I had nowhere to live because I, I did not have enough income to afford an apartment. Like, you know, you know how you have to apply and you have to make three times the rent and all this stuff. There are all these requirements and you have to give an application fee and everything. And my credit, my credit score was bad too. So I didn't get approved for any apartments on my own. So for a few months I was homeless and, um, and, you know, I was already dealing with all this crap with, you know, having to deal with breaking up and my mom's being gone and, it was a terrible time. Um, and, um, actually, so it's, 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 it's not enough. Social no. security is not, or SSI is not enough. It, it, you're, you're one, like you're one disaster away from being on the street again. And, and that's what I always think about too. It's like, Oh, you know, Oh, if I, if, if something goes wrong in this relationship, I'm going to, you know, not at this point, my dad would help me. So, but it's, it's really hard. You know, it's really hard. It was harder back then because I was up North and I had, he, he was afraid if I came home that I wouldn't have like there, I would have had to find new treatment. I had doctors that, that were taking care of me up there. And it was just like a really complicated issue. Yeah. Let me, and, let, let me, let me, for the people that don't know, and there's you know plenty of people with disabilities that listen that are without disabilities, they may not know exactly the difference. So like social security, they both mm-hmm. have, they both have restrictions, but social security is, you can't have more than, what is it? 2000 in the bank in your account um, yeah. before it's, the end of the month, before the first of the next month. Uh, if not, you get penalized. Um, you only get, and it continues to go up every, you know, couple dollars here and there. When I first started, it was like seven seventy or something, seven thirty or whatever it was. Or say it was like seven twenty, seven thirty, and now it's up to seven seventy and all that. But regardless, you're that's your cap. You're maxed out at that. And disability, you can continue to keep going up. Now it's not going to go up like exponentially. Like I'm getting about a thousand, but they take out like mm-hmm. one hundred and thirty for for Medicare. So for my insurance, so I'm getting about nine, right, right about nine, uh, but it keeps going mm-hmm. up every year because I continue to put money into it. So every time I look into my account, it'll say like fifty two dollars taken off for, for disability, and it's like, oh okay, I had to figure out what that was at first. I'm like, really, you're taking fifty two dollars out of my account every paycheck? But that's so you're putting in, so you continue to boost it up. So when I first got disability, I rushed right. it and jumped on, jumped onto it. And I only got 140 bucks or something a month. And then the next year it went up to 406 and it just continued to grow. But with social security uh, or with disability, you can have as much, just about, I think it's about 10,000 in your account before they like start really taking a look. Um, but again, that's a huge difference than 2000 every month. Um, and so with me, I had to continue to take, keep taking out of the bank because like two paychecks and I was already over that. So it was like, well, shit. Okay. What do I do? Yeah. Um, so can, I kept taking out and of course that's how I started to really save, which it did help me. Um, but, but the real hindrance with social security is the, 
the pushing, the lack of pushing you to work. Because as soon as you start to work, you have to be, and again, it all varies on your disability. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like, I, I know for, and I can only speak from, from my disability, the visual impairment actually seem to have the best go at it because we are allowed to work 40 hours a week. We're allowed, but again, there's still, we can only make a certain amount, but we're still allowed right. to work. Whereas I know some mental impairments, like uh, people who are just like autistic and some people who can, uh, some people are just a little off, a little slow. Like they, you know, I know a friend of mine, his brother tried to do it and they just wouldn't, they would only let him work like maybe 25 hours a week or so. Um, yeah. And so I'm only allowed to work 20 hours a week. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And so, but so then you yeah. So then you say, okay, then why don't you just get a job? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Again, okay. There is that, but there's a couple things that, that people don't realize. The insurance is impeccable. The insurance covers everything. Exactly. It's yeah. amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I have a seven. Now, so when you get disability, so now, okay, for my from where I'm at, I'm getting let's say a thousand a month, and it'll go up in October, and they'll owe me back pay and all that, and it's great. So, you know, okay, get another job. Right, I have a job. Boom, I you know make okay money, and I can't even take raises because I'm at the max. I'm, I'm probably as best as you're gonna get on disability because I'm making about the max, and I have to watch every hour I do because. Uh, every hour I work because, um, and again, it sounds like, oh, it's not like it's a, it's a, a good problem to, you know, be able to no, work. It, 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 look, I am at the best and I'm not trying to complain about it. I'm, I'm better off than most people dis- on disability, but I'm working it as much as I can. But at some point right. they're going to raise minimum wage here to $15 an hour. And I'm already making $13 an hour and I can't work for it. I'm working 30 hours a week. So I, I can't work. If they go up to $15 an hour and Social Security doesn't raise theirs or disability doesn't raise it, I'm going to lose it. Or I go unemployed and just collect my whatever. But my rent is almost 900 So I, hmm. it's not like you now everything's right. included, like electricity and all that. Everything is included in it, but it's 900 So let's say I'm getting 1000 That leaves me $100 to do. And this is once a month. This isn't twice a month. It's once a month. Um and again, you can say, okay, give us the disability and, you know, do you want to stay on it? Like, look, I would get off my disability if my job would pay the difference and maybe a little bit more and I had the insurance. Like the insurance is really the biggest part of it. Like all my medications are a dollar, yeah. five bucks, eight bucks at the most, some of my eye drops. But it covers uh-huh. all my doctor's appointments, all my dental, it covers everything that are hundreds right. to thousands of dollars. Why in the hell would I get off that when I'm not, I'm never not going to be disabil- uh, disabled. I'm always right. going to have this eye problem. I'm always going to have to have my lashes pulled. I'm always going to have to get some surgeries here and there and that. Um, how am I supposed to do that when I don't have insurance or good insurance? Um, and so with Social Security, what she's on, what Christina's on, it's way worse because, yes, you get the insurance, you get the 770, but you don't. You, it never goes up. Well, it goes up a couple of dollars a year and shit like that, but it never goes up like mine does. And right. you're so limited. You can't have much money in the bank. They don't push you to work at all. They rather you just stay on it and stay home. And, and, but that's not feasible. It's just, it's, it's, it's horrendous. Yeah. They don't. And, oh, and the one, uh, one other thing that I, I can't forget because I went through this shit is, and you can hear my anger for this, um, is <laughs> when I was working, social security was taking out from what I was making, they're yeah. they saying, okay, so you're making money. How dare you? 
So now you owe us money. So when I was getting at the time yeah. seven thirty, um, the next month they gave me seven thirty, and that was when I first started um putting in my pay stubs, sending them my pay stubs and showing them what I was making. And so they let a month go by knowing that I was going to end up having to owe some of that. <clears throat> they did it on purpose. They do it on purpose all the time. And then it's like, well, now you owe us 770. So we want to take out, I don't know, 500 every month or, or like uh, 300 every month. And then another month would go by and another month would go by. And they're like, oh, now oh, we gave you too much. So we're going to take that now too. And to the point where I was down to like 200 bucks and they just kept doing it and kept doing it. Um, and yeah, and they know they what they're do doing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I I totally understand, and I thank you. Um, thank you for explaining it so clearly. That's that's the problem with the system is that you, you know, if you do work, you, yeah, you like there are certain things you can't do. So I, you know, if I wanted to say if I wanted to go back to National Cancer Institute and work, I can't because you know, I, I would make too much money. And then, and then what would happen if I make too much money, I would lose my insurance and I would lose, um, and I would have to reapply for, for, uh, social security again. Like if I ever become like, if I ever, you know, have very serious symptoms again, severe symptoms again, and then I have to get stop working. So it's, it's like you're stuck. And then on top of that, Social Security is always a pain to go the to go to the um, there's long lines you wait on the phone for hours it's so hard to reach them and every every step of the process is extremely hard mm-hmm. and you know um, it's just it's and and that's the thing it actually takes work to get Social Security yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and patience. not even yeah, you have, there's all these requirements and, and, you know, you, you have to constantly make sure that you're abiding by them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it's, it's not just a simple handout. Like people think it's a handout. It's really not. Well, that's how it they treat me- you there too. Like when, when you go in yeah. those offices, when you actually do go down there finally, and they have their stupid security guards and all that because they know half these people want to burn the building down because they're so fed up with how they're being treated. Um, right. And I went in there and I, I talked to them about getting disability and they're like, well, it's going to take you 10 years to get that. So you can't have this, which it never took. It took me, it took me like three months later because I knew somebody who knew somebody that worked for them and they told uh-huh. me all the kind of cues to get around it. But, you know, yeah. and I said, can I speak to your, can I speak to a manager? She said, no, you cannot. And, and again, I, I, so the security guard stood up because he saw I was getting pissed off. I was getting really angry. And I was like, I got to get out of here because these guys have guns. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just livid. Um, but they okay. treat you and they talk to you in a way like it's like it's I like know. how some people treat people who are on food stamps. It's like, oh, so you're right. just kind of, you know, sucking off the government. And again, not everybody on food stamps is doing that. Some people really are just trying to get out of a hard, you know, I'm hard on time. food stamps. Right. There's they people that are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they look at um, you and it's what? like like they're like you're below them and it's like oh oh so you're just here get, you know, you just want your little money and you're collecting your little your disability right. type of thing it's like it, it's all implied they don't say that because they'll get fired but that is how they treat you they look at you like you're just some person sucking off a teat and you're just going hey 
I want my money. And it's, that's not necessarily the case. Yes, money is involved. And money, every time money's involved in anything, it always gets convoluted and screwed up. Um, but they know, and again, people with disabilities are so below everyone else that it's like, oh, but we're, you're lucky. We're throwing you money. Why, why do you care? Like, you should just shut up. But it's like, no, man, like, that's not what no. this is. Yes, money is, yes, there, there's money involved. And yes, we get a check to say, hey, we're sorry that you're so busted up. But in a day, it's more than that, man. Like, you, you first of all, there should be programs to help people with disabilities get jobs. And there's none. Yeah. Right? There's there is none. this thing called vocational rehab. But yeah, that's but yeah, yeah, those. But they're not always great. A, it's a pain, yeah. Like, you, they... They were telling me it would take four months for me to get a job with them. And, you know, so that's why I, I almost did that program. But now now I'm just trying to do my own thing instead. Like, that's why I just do music and and um, some modeling here and there. But, you know, because I can control how much I make. And it's all based on gigs and stuff. So it's really much easier that way. But, you know... Um, if I wanted to get a conventional job again, like if I would have to figure that out, okay, I can only work 20 hours and I can only make 13 an hour, like you said. And you know, it's, it's all like, and then at the same time, what kind of jobs does that get you? That usually gets you like service industry jobs. It gets you, you know, I have a degree. So it's like, well, but I can't even like use that degree to get a job where I would get, you know, normally with my degree, my my job that I had before paid thirty an hour, and am I allowed to work that job? No, nope. not at all. Yeah. So I, the only jobs I can do are service industry, retail, you know, um, etc., um, because those are within the the range of um, income that you're allowed to make. But it's it's like it's not what I'm passionate about. It's not what I used to be doing, you mm. know. Well, I'm and sure a lot of people don't want to touch you because you look when you once you come out. You know, it's kind of like when you say you come out as gay, but even worse in some ways because you're basically saying I'm disabled. Once you put that label on them, and again, I've right. gone back to this term disabled, which is one letter off of being disabled, or disabled, which means doesn't work. So, mm. and 75 percent of us don't work. So how ironic, but. When yeah. you put that and then you put a mental disability on your little resume and you go, oh, now I'm mentally, you know, is my, 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 my mental is my problem. Um, now it's, it's even more so. It's really? like, oh, what the hell am I? Yeah, she has a degree, but I don't even know how she made it that far. Like, whoopee. Like, right. goodbye. We don't want you um, because yeah. you're a liability in, in their eyes. Yeah. Oh, and I've gotten a lot of weird, like, when I say I'm disabled, they'll be like, They'll inappropriately ask me what kind of disability, which you're not supposed to ask. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you know that, but right. you're not supposed to, you know, they're not supposed to ask that. Have you but tried not it, doing that, though? You can hide hmm? your you can hide your disability more than most. So have you ever tried not, you know, exposing that part of you? I know. I know it's good. I'm, I'm not well, telling you to be embarrassed by it, but no, I understand. To, to make yeah. your life a little easier and make things, you, like I said, you, if somebody in a wheelchair can't hide their disability. So I can even hide mine a little bit, but have you ever tried just not exposing yourself to that? Well, I think I'm kind of required to, I guess the reason I usually mention it is because I always have to tell them that 
I can only work a certain amount of hours and make a certain amount of income. So I always pretty much am open about that. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but I can only work 20 hours. But then, and then when you tell them that, they give you a 20-hour job. And then, like, I used to work at Tropical Smoothie. I got a 20-hour job, 20-hour week job. But then, like, they started giving my hours to this other girl who was able to work full time. So in, in a way they end up like kind of discriminating against you because you can't, you can't fulfill the amount of hours that they want. Uh So, and then, but can you, can you complain about that? No, you can't complain about that either. So you just, it just, you just keep getting screwed by this thing or that thing. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's an endless cycle of being, well, discriminated against, you know, in a lot of ways. And it's just, it's either, uh, yeah, so you do have to kind of tell them. I, I always tell them. I've, I've never, I've never done it where I didn't tell them. But, uh, um, but have it, you, like, if, if, like, let's say the, you know, the singing or let's say mainly photography, let's say that works out, that starts paying thousands of dollars or whatever, would you take it? That, yeah. I mean, if, if I could do that, because I feel like with that, that's why I'm focusing on those jobs right now, because you have a little more control over which gigs you take and who you work with. And, you know, it's all your choice. Like, if you don't like the person, you don't have to work with them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you want, if you want to make more money, then you kind of do, but. Yeah. For me, it's like, well, if I feel uncomfortable, like if I feel like they don't understand my disability or they're going to be rude about it, then I could just be like, no, I, I don't want to take that. I don't want right. to take that job. So you're opening um, to getting off of it. It's just got to be the right circumstance, right situation. Right, exactly. Okay. Okay, and, and it has to be, you know, and I have to be certain that it's going to be a long lasting career. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, if, if say I were signed to an agency or a record label, maybe then I would be like, okay, sure. You know, I think that's, that's pretty solid, you know? Right. I mean, that's, that's what people dream of, obviously. So that'd be kind of hard to get them. So it's, it's, it's still, you know, it's kind of just, it's just a, the waiting game and trying, keep trying. But you got to hold your expectations low because those are, very small you yeah, know, odds but exactly you know i'm not i don't I, you may be the most talented singer i've ever heard i'm just saying it, it, you just know you i mean well and you got to use social media properly which is a horrible thing yeah but, which is a horrible thing because people make fun of you yeah exactly well, i don't even care about the, that it's just it, to get any kind of traction in this world i've been doing this for over a year now and it's just to get people to like your like i see people who thousands of likes on the dumbest of things and when you're actually <laughs> trying to do some good, it's like, man, like, I sh- should I just talk yeah. about celebrity gossip just so people care? Which I won't. But <laughs> it, it's, it's that that's what kind of frustration you, I deal with. Um, but yeah, I, like, I can, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of us think. Well, and again, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people with disabilities that have no interest getting off their disability whatsoever. They don't want to ever get off of it because it is a security blanket, and they're afraid to ever lose it. Um, and look, I, I. I Part of me feels that way. I'm afraid to lose it. You know, I'm afraid to lose it because if for some reason, like, what if, you know, 
something happens to me and my face gets messed up and I can't model anymore. I mean, what am I going to do? You know? Right. But uh, see, that's, that's the, the that's the stupid mental game that it plays with you. Like that shouldn't even be yeah. a thought in your head. Like I, I, I understand, like it's, it's a real thought. I mean, it's good that you think about shit that like, like that kind of, but that's like how my grandma, she, she worries about everything. And it's like, grandma, you're worried about things that may never happen. And again, I, you know, I, I should shut up cause I do the same thing, but it's like, that that's where you kind of have to like realize that because sometimes your mind does give you little signals that are clearly stupid and you don't catch on where it's like your mind will do that where it's like well what if my face gets smashed up it's like really like yes that is a, that is a possibility but that's a possibility right now a, a fucking football can come flying through your you know like a cement block maybe not a football but a cement block can come flying through your apartment window and just hit you in the head like yes this all could happen you can fall off your bed well, and be I'm, paralyzed but like I never thought that what happened to me happened to me would have happened to me though. That's right. the thing. Anything really happened. Like I never thought that my mom would die and I would just fall apart, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's, it's just life. Like you, you never know. So yeah. it, that's the thing. I mean, if that happens, probably I would be able to get back on disability. So I, you know, it, but yeah, I'm just you would saying, have an even a physical disability. It'd be much easier to get. Yeah, true. <laughs> but again, that's not going to happen. We're not going to live in that world. That's not even going to happen to you. The the point is, is hopefully, yeah. yeah. But you got to you got to like kind of talk that one out of existence. Like again, I'm not saying it couldn't, but it's highly unlikely it's going to happen. And you know, it's just like I said, those are the games you you have to win the little battles. Like that's a layup. That's a battle that you can win easily. Like with the mental game. And because it's so far down the road anyway, because it's like it's not like you're just this full time model making all this money and or it's even been presented to you. You're doing all these little gigs and, you know, but that's building up to something. And that's a way how your mind is trying to talk you off the path where it's like, okay, you're doing something good. Don't. What happens if uh, they offer you money and all of a sudden your dream comes true and now you're doing great things and now you're, you're kind of following your mom in her footsteps and you're doing all this great shit. What happens if you get your face smashed in? Now you can't be a model. It's like, at that point, it's like, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah okay, well, what happens? But point, I'm going to be like, God, you fucking suck. <laughs> or that, yeah, again, but that, like I said, that shit ain't going to happen. So just, just live, live with the problems you already have. Try to solve the problems you have, not the problems that are, may never happen. You may never even become a full-time model, but if you do, Live your damn dream and make as much money as you can and, and do what you can with it and maybe well, I'm, yeah, spread awareness. I'm trying to talk to I'm trying to talk to um, agencies right now. But I, I, and you know, in a, in a lot of ways too, I have something that's very unique and different. It's a story of someone who had a disability and and tried to overcome it. So I feel like you know, who doesn't want to see a story like that? Most people, you know want to see good stories and so I feel like my picture you know as a model has a very different story than someone who maybe just like well hasn't been through a disability and and maybe you know um has I, I doubt there are very many people like this but you know somebody who's had it good their whole life you know and just been treated well because they look so nice Right. You know, I'm not really just like I'm not that that girl, you know. <laughs> so um, I, I'm hoping that that'll make a difference in some way. But 
I'm, I'm talking, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm just in talks right now, but yeah. you know, I hope sometime that I, I can kind of get signed even just by a local agency. That's not huge or anything. I'm not saying that I want to be the next like Taylor Swift. I mean, that'd be nice. But <laughs> right. Hold your expectations but, though. She's not even that, she's not even that good and and she's famous. So not all these people are that <laughs> talented. Like just hold your expectations. Like I said, sometimes you got to sell your soul to get places. And um, but the, the main goal of it is that you you have hopes, you have dreams. Because like I said, it's a part of what you were talking about the other day. It seemed like you didn't have as many. Like you seem like you were pretty down. Again, it varies every day we go through this. There's times I I feel like I can do something. And sometimes it honestly, like to me, I feed off a of negativity where it's like people are like, you can't do it. And now I'm just like, all right, well, watch me. Um, cause I'm just, I'm just, you can't tell me shit now. I mean, maybe I get a little cocky yeah. with it. I don't know. But I just, I just, I like when people tell me I can't do shit. The silence is what breaks me. Cause that's what makes me feel like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Um, but like I well, said, you, actually, when that guy told me I was ugly, you know what I thought, you know, that's how I thought of, you know what? I'm going to be a model. <laughs> well yeah well that so that was why i was like i was like well what would be the best way to show this guy that he's stupid well that and a lot of these guys they just want to sleep with you and if you don't they if you turn them down then it's like oh now you're ugly it's like well so you wanted to sleep right, with an ugly yeah. person is that is that what you're trying to say because you just wanted to sleep with me a minute ago. So it's just they didn't like to be put on blast. Yeah. And it's an insecurity that some of these men have because they're just weak little bitches. And they can't <laughs> handle the fact that a girl doesn't want to sleep with them. Um, right. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. But I mean, That's- like I said, it, it's progress. And I think what a lot of people may not understand with this, like you're you're kind of I won't say you're in the beginning stages of this. You're, you're But you're like in the beginning stages of kind of coming out of this and trying to fight for it. And like it may not all seem all put together and it may not seem like she's got her shit together or, or whatever but she's she's trying to get on her feet and the reality is you continue to get knocked on your ass and you get a little wobbly and then but you got to continue to drag yourself from the ground and pull yourself up and look it takes time and it takes a lot of effort and you, you gotta kind of there's gonna be many days that you just you know whether it's to sleep in or just sitting there depressed it's hard oh, yeah. to, it's hard to come out of it and that's why I said, like, you know, one of the things it wasn't just kind of emphasizing just that your boyfriend and your dog, but it's like you have something to make you smile. You have your boyfriend anytime that you need comfort. Like a lot of people, including myself, have had to do this shit alone. And you have that. That is something that yeah. you can't take away. And that is something you can't just ignore. You have that. If you did not have that, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't be alive. Maybe you wouldn't even be considering the things that you're considering when it comes to modeling and all this other shit. Your boyfriend, again, I don't know him, and, and you know, I've seen pictures with you with him, and you guys look cute together and all that, and I'm happy you have Aww. him. But you, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta lean into that shit, man. Like you gotta, you gotta like suck off as much as you can, and, and realize like he's there for you. It is what he, you know, you live together, and like I said, obviously you have your dog for support and all that. But you gotta mm-hmm. take what you can from it and realize that like it, it can get way worse for you. And I'm not, I'm not even going with you could be paralyzed and have physical disability. Just simply the mental game. You could be doing this shit alone by yourself at all times. No one. You could still be on the streets, homeless, and dealing with your mental health and still trying to bury your mom and your brain and all this other shit. And you could be so lost more than you already are. And, um, 
you have some things there. Like I said, it may not be perfect. It may not all be put together, but there are some things that are worth grabbing onto. Um, and again, this is the mental game. This is the shit that they try to make it. They don't want you to see that your boyfriend's like, well, yeah, but he's not here all the time. Yeah. Cause he's out making a living, helping pay rent. And you know, he's, yeah. he's out trying to help, you know, keep, you know, a roof over both of your heads. And you know, that's what he's doing as a man and just as a, as a, person who cares and loves you know loves you and uh, you know of course he's doing it and you know that we talked about you know the insecurity of like well what if he finds another girl and all that yeah that that that's possible for everybody there's there, you know especially in this huh. instantaneous life of tinder and bumble and all these sites that you just swipe right oh, yeah. or left and yeah but that's why you need to take care of you make sure you're the sexiest girlfriend you can be for him make sure that you're constantly there for him when he needs it and you know, like I said, you know, when it comes to your hygiene and just, just looking good for him and just, like I said, working on you just mentally being the best Christine you can be so that he's happy and that he doesn't, again, I'm not, look, people still cheat and do stupid things, but clearly he cares about you. And because he's, he's jumping into a fire that he doesn't need to jump into. He could easily just avoid this and just say, fuck this. I'm out. It'd probably be less of a hassle, but he cares about you enough to know that this is a mission worth uh, aborting or, or jumping onto and, and he is, so he's kind of proven that enough. Um, and so that's, that gives you, it should give you more motivation to be the best you. And, and yes, you have all these little things you want to get into all these little endeavors and that those are great and continue to pursue them. But the, the, the number one thing you have to pursue is your mental sanity and trying to be, like I said, I'm, I'm working on getting new tat, these new tablets with all these vitamins. And I'm trying to find all kinds of natural ways to doing this because I don't want to do this medication shit forever, but if I have to, I have to, but I'm trying to figure out, that's why I drink the green tea and, and I, I need to get back to the gym and start working out more. Cause that kind of helped. And, but you know, you, you got to work on you. And like I said, just once you start taking well, care of you and, and you know, your life should be happier. And that, that's the other thing. That's another battle that, that um, maybe um, that, that I'm not, well, that I am looking forward to and not looking forward to in that, you know, if we ever want to have kids, I'm going to have to get off medication. You know, I can't take medication. So that's a scary thing. But, you know, I, I, I you know, that's why, too, you know, I want to be able to do that, though. I want to have kids. That's been a dream that I've had since I was little. I've always wanted to have kids. I've want, you know, I want to continue my mom's legacy. And, you know, um, I, yeah, it's never been a doubt that I, that I've never had any doubts that I've wanted to have kids. So it's, it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's hard because that's going to be really tough. I'm, you know, and I'm already, you know, that's another battle that we have that not that others don't have to face, which, you know, it's just, it's really, I guess the, what I wanted to do here with this podcast is really just shed some light on some of the battles that we do have as, that we do face as people with mental illness and, you know, that like, you know, um, if you know anyone, if any of you listeners out there know anyone who's struggling with mental illness, um, you know, try to try to be kind to them and try to try to show them some support and, you know, um, just uh, try to 
help them remember what what it is that they're that they live for, what it is that they that they can look forward to, and um, the things that they have in their lives. And um, you know, that little act of kindness, I'm telling you, will make a huge difference. It it does for me every time. Anytime anyone's really nice to me, I'm just really like thankful, and it really just kind of puts me back into a better mindset and makes me feel a little bit better about the world. It's like, no, you know, not everyone, not everyone is terrible. And there, there are people who care and, you know, just show them out there, show, show your friends and family that you care about them and that their lives matter. And, you know, that, that their existence matters and it really, it, it, it will make a difference. So that's, that's kind of what, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, hopefully this helps somebody. Um, you know, I'm always been very honest about mine, and and uh, like I said, I think in a way it, it, I kind of like this because it's showing someone who's really, really battling it right now. Uh, whereas I'm a little mm-hmm. away from it. Like I still I'm deep into it, but I, I'm like I said the other day, like, it's not like a bragging thing, but like I'm a little further ahead or further along than you just because of some of the things I've already gone through and you know having to come to terms with my physical disability a long time ago when I was four so yeah I've had Mm -hmm. more time to kind of deal with this um and it's still newer for you than it is me um but you know and I've done a lot of research and I've done a lot of just put a lot of time into try to fixing me um and I try to fix myself every day not just mentally just physically everything just trying to be the best person I could be and try to make my life as last as long as I can um, even on the days I don't want to live much longer. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate right. you for being honest and telling your story. And, uh, like I said, anytime you need someone to talk to, you know, I'm always around. Uh, well, if you don't know, now, you know, you. um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. And it's really great to, you know, it, um, it was really great to talk to you and I'm glad that you're doing this program, um, this, this, uh, podcast, I mean, it's, um, I think it's I think it's a great thing to be doing, no matter what your grandma's saying. <laughs> um, oh, grandma. You know, yeah, it's 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 maybe, and that that's my hope is that someone out there listens to this and has a little more hope for today. And yeah, I am I am struggling a lot with it, but you know, it's 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 something that I, I'm working on, and and I just. You know, we all just need reminders of what we have and what we're, we need to be grateful for. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and and just believe it or not, people, she sounds more positive today than she did the other day. So that that that's already beneficial. Um, and again, maybe these, you know, I'm not just saying it because I'm on the phone with you, but maybe these, these kind of talks are beneficial to you, especially because you know I'm not coming from a place of judgment and I'm in the same boat as you and speaking we're speaking each other's language and so this stuff like i said it's, it's always good to know people out there that are like you and that are battling because you know you, you said to me the other day about uh you didn't think there was anyone else out there speaking about it and i said there's or just you're even dealing with it uh and i said no yeah you're wrong there's plenty of people it's just there's not enough talk enough people being as honest as me or, or now you and, and others because they're afraid to, you know, again, you, you put it on an app, you, you tell people, you know, you put it out there to the world, I am disabled, and not only do I am I disabled, it's a mental disability. Oh, you're crazy. Okay, well, next. So, 
you know what that <laughs> that that's what it is like to tell people that um you know it's not it's not easy for some of these people to just say that and to be that honest so that's why a lot of enough people don't talk about it but if we don't how the hell are we gonna make change so um but yeah thank you again i appreciate you for doing this thank you for being so honest and uh, like i said we'll talk soon uh i have to go do some uh speaking thing uh for a friend on her show um oh great yeah awesome. um i have uh, actually the last podcast a guy um sent me i'll send it to you hopefully you can sign it for me it's uh he got discriminated against of going into an aquarium um he has a muscular dystrophy muscular dystrophy and he uh he he drive he rides a Segway because he can't really stand fully, so he rides a Segway and they would not let him in. He showed all kind of proof of being disabled. They would have they refused to let him in, and so now he's he's battling them in court and all that. And so uh, he put out here's a form he has people to sign it uh, that they shouldn't they shouldn't stand. Um, so I got him some people to sign, and so he wants he's trying to get as many people as possible to sign it. So I'll send it to yeah. you. Um, okay. And if yeah. you, you know, you can, you're more than welcome to share it or whatever you want. Um, just trying to help them out. So I'm going to go on there and talk about that and just some of the podcast stuff, just kind of prepare people. But, um, yeah, so Great. that's what I'm up to. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Trying to give back. And again, like I said, I appreciate anything people do for me, even though like you can make the same case that I'm doing a lot for you by putting you on here, but you know, again, you don't have to be on here either. So you don't have to share your story. You can come on here and talk about nothing that matters to this podcast. You can, whatever, it's your story. But the reality is you're being honest. And I, I know. Always, I yeah. I just feel like, you know, I should be as supportive and care as much as I can. So, uh, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. So I got to go get doing this. So not only did I just talk to you to death, now I got to go talk to someone else to death. <laughs> well, it's all in the name of advocacy, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, if you care, you got to put the time and the effort in, and it's, it's a, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm talked myself to death, but at the end of the day, I can't stop now because, like I said, there's just someone else that hasn't heard my voice, and maybe it can keep them alive. So, um, and that's 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 what we hope for, you know. Yeah. I, I, so. But yes, yeah, Woody, um, you hang in there, and uh. You know, like I said, tell your boyfriend I said hello. Hope you guys, you know, stay close and love uh, pet your puppy for me because he sounds adorable. <laughs> and sure. uh, like I said, yeah, we'll talk soon. If you need something, just like I said, just text me. All right, cool. All yeah. Right. All righty. I'll let you know when I got this all put out there for you. and You'll know before it comes out. So. Okay, cool. All That's right. awesome. Yeah, right. It'll be a while, though, but I'm just letting you know. When, I, when it does come out, I'll be the first one to know. Whenever, you know, it's fine. Yep. So. <laughs> I promise it will be. So, uh, like I said, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Right. Bye. Boy. And good luck. Thanks. All right, guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it's a little off, and I know maybe, you know, it may come off like a little annoying and so on, but I can't pass that one. I can just push that one away because I, I, I know exactly how she's feeling, and I, I know what that's like. And, um, it hits close to home, so um, I have to try to care. I have to try to help. Helping is all I can do, and that's what makes me feel better and helps me feel like I'm a decent person in this fucked up world. So, um, you know, it's been three and a half hours with her on the phone, and now here's another two. So I'm just trying to do some good, man. Like I said, I, I, I'm at some place, and I'm a little bit more at peace with my mental demons than, than some, and at least her and, and I, I just want to help so 
Um, wish nothing but the best. And like I said, I'll stay close, make sure she's doing all right. Um, so for all you guys that are not struggling with your problems, pl- your mental problems, please be grateful. Please understand that that is a great thing. Um, just take care of yourselves. And, and, and like I said, continue to look after each other, man. There's someone struggling in your, your household or your, your, your circle, man. Someone's struggling. So help them. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs a hug or a fucking just a, a conversation. Some someone needs someone to just pep them up and get them going. Um, so as I said, I got I got another uh, thing I got to do here. Um, the good old Crystal, who's been on here, uh, great girl, and she's got her show. I, I I pop on it once in a while. Um, but yeah, guys, I hope you all are doing well, and um, thank you for all the support. And uh, we're getting we're getting up there in downloads. Um, I don't want to do it yet because we might get there before this podcast comes out so i don't want to say the numbers yet but uh thank you again and uh everybody take care boy